Welcome to the What Matters Most podcast, presented by First United Bank and Trust. That's my bank. Visit us today at mybank.com. Hello and welcome to What Matters Most, a podcast all about finances, community, savings, and security for you, your family, and your business. This podcast is brought to you by the helpful folks at my bank, First United Bank and Trust. I'm your host, Eric Nutter, and in today's episode, What Matters Most is helping our community. And for this helpful discussion, I'm thankful to be joined remotely today by Julie McCoy, Executive Director at County United Way. Good morning, Julie. How are you doing? Doing okay. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we do a a lot at First United with United Way. And um, we thought uh, it'd be a good opportunity to to have you on as Executive Director and, and tell us a little bit about what's happening so and uh what united way is and does so let's start there at a, at a really high level and can you just tell our listeners what is united way and what's united way all about sure so united way is a, a large organization that um is is global it's a global organization but the really cool thing about united way is that it's when you have a united way in your community or in your region um, it's all locally managed. It's all the dollars stay local and the the work is done by local people who are familiar with the issues and the challenges that, that we're faced with. And and just being a part of the community is is um, really important to us. So we focus on three main issues, and those are health, financial stability and education. We believe that those three areas are what serve as the foundation for a positive life and for for success. Um, In addition to that, we focus on basic needs for individuals and households. So um, we at County United Way serve the region, including Allegheny and Garrett counties in Maryland, and then Hampshire and Mineral counties in West Virginia. And we have been in the community, in the region for over 60 years. Um, We've uh, been a part of of a lot of changes in the region. We've we've seen good times and bad times for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So what's your role there as executive director? how, How does that work? My job is to talk to you and and (laughs) others like you and to promote the organization to uh, meet with with business people and to work collectively with uh, our partner organizations throughout the region. So other nonprofit organizations that serve um, the people in our communities um, and to, you know, just be a part of the community um, and I guess manage manage the local office. Right, right. So, so there are others in the local office with you, or is it is it mostly volunteerism, or, or how do how do you staff all those needs? We have a very small staff uh, for the area that we cover. Um, we have three total um, full time people: myself, and then we have a finance manager who's full time, and her role is to essentially. Um, manage the finances and and keep all of that in order in terms of our expenses, but also to manage the the campaign piece of it and and getting um, that information entered so that we are 
100% capable of doing exactly what our donors ask us to do with with their donations. Um, And then we have a resource development manager who works very closely with me in in terms of, uh, you know, going out in the community and meeting with folks and doing certain certain projects and things like that. Um, We do have a part time individual who uh, is there on a workforce development program or opportunity that we've created. Um, And she's working part-time learning job skills and building up a resume for herself in the hopes that soon she will be able to gain full-time employment um, under some form of administrative services. That's cool. That's cool. So, and then, and then outside of that small staff, everything else comes in the way of, of, of local volunteers and and support from the local business community and, and people in the community. Yes. And that is, that is where, uh, we rely so heavily on our volunteers because we are small, um, and we can only do so much. So we have committees that help us kind of set the framework of, you know, what the issues are in, in, in the area and who um, introduce us to people and speak on behalf of the organization when they're out in the community. Um, and we have a board of directors that governs the organization as a whole. Um, and what we're trying to do right now is sort of rebuild uh, the organization um, from a a committee standpoint um, and getting marketing and um, fundraising and those kinds of, of committees so that anyone that wants to volunteer really has a very specific role in what they're doing. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, and then, and then because we're, I mean, we're nearing the end of, of this uh, year and heading into the next, how, how do you, how do you go about like budgeting for that kind of thing because i'm assuming you set goals for how much you need to raise in order to be able to help the most people within the community do you have like goals that you set and you're just trying to reach those each year we do uh we have an internal financial goal that we we try to to reach every year and that's been a challenge because We've seen tremendous loss in terms of economic development and businesses leaving. Um, We've got uh, a lot of our donor base is um, an aging population that is leaving the area because of retirement or who, um, you know, have have just uh, fallen away from from supporting the organization for one reason or another. And it's uh, part of our work right now is just engaging a a new donor base and engaging um, the younger populations that are not familiar with United Way. Um, There was a time when um, people could go into a business and say you were with United Way and they'd write a check and you'd walk out and and it's not like that anymore at all. So our donor, our donor population is, is pretty vast, but we're working really hard to, Educate younger popu- younger donors, potential donors on what we do because we are a very old organization, but I think we've done a really good job as a network of um, staying in, in touch with what the issues are in the community and kind of framing ourselves in a way that um, continues to address them in, a, in an important way. So um, our 
you know, income and expenses, it's it's all driven by by those donations. And we operate on a very small budget, um, very tight, and we uh, make sure that as much as we possibly can give back to the community is done each and every year. Right. So we operate on a fiscal year um, beginning J- July 1. And so um, the allocations that we make to organizations, basically those decisions are based on what we um, brought in from the campaign the year before. I gotcha. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about those ways that you help the community. T- tell me a little bit about some of the um, the activities that you do, the, the, the things that are available, the grants that are available, things like that. Sure. So as I mentioned, we focus on health, financial stability, and education, and of course, basic needs. But um, we ask we invite uh, local organizations to apply for grants through us with those focus areas and with an intent of really drilling down and solving an issue. So um, our investments this year are are pretty evenly distributed among the three areas and, um, you know, really broad um areas of, of service too. We have everything from, you know, helping people stay in their homes to, uh, you know, dental, emergency dental needs, um, meals. Uh, we've got um, programs that are assisting grandparents in relearning how to parent if in the event that they're now raising their grandchildren. Um, we are responding to education in terms of providing after school care and programs and even tutoring and uh, even full wraparound services to provide mental health um, opportunities for people to heal as an entire household. So a really broad spectrum of, of things are, are happening with our investments this year. We actually have um, 16 funded partners. So that basically means that we have 16 different organizations that are receiving dollars from County United Way during this fiscal year. But those some of those are receiving dollars for multiple programs. So how that ends up happening is that we have 23 programs that we're operating this year. Hmm. So a program, so essentially uh, some some organ, local organization, like a nonprofit or, or some, you know, group that's trying to help a certain segment of the community comes to you, essentially asks for the money to, to help support that cause. And then there's some kind of vetting process to decide whether how much and, and how quickly the, the funds can be given to them. Yeah. And, and, you know, COVID really threw a big wrench in how we operate as far as that process goes. We, we always have uh, volunteers from the community actually review those those proposals and make those decisions. That's not a decision that's made by by our staff. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things I love about United Way is that it really opens an opportunity for people to be invested in their community and have a voice um, for for how dollars are distributed. And in an area where we have um, one in three households being reached by United Way. That's a really important role to play if you choose to to be a part of that. Absolutely. So, 
so anyone can can reach out to to say they want to help um, decision some of those kind of requests. Yes, absolutely. We will we will take their their name and information anytime throughout the year, and then when we go through that process, we'll make sure they're a part of it. Wow, that's cool. So uh, you mentioned COVID, and obviously that has uh, that has dominated a lot of the topics that we've done on this podcast um, over the last eight months. Um, and, uh, obviously it's impacting the, the function of United way and, and the community as a whole. Is there, are there any activities or, or things that you're, you're doing, um, or that United way is doing uh, specific related to COVID? Yes, we, uh, back in March, we were able to create a, an emergency fund that, um, allocated dollars immediately to any relief that was needed in the community. And in, as a result of creating that, that fund at with a hundred percent of the dollars going back to the community, it opened us up to opportunities that we weren't necessarily expecting. And that was that United Way worldwide, which is the, the largest, the large part of our organization, um, the governing um, entity, they, through their connections and, and relationships with so many corporations across the, the country, were able to um, obtain grants and dollars from those those larger businesses. And those dollars actually trickled down into our area here. Um, we received near, a little over $50,000 in grants um, that we have been able to um, distribute. Um, in the very beginning, we had a lot of food requests. There were a lot of people who were suffering from that, what we call food insecurity, just um, as we were all facing challenges with getting food and, and figuring out how to navigate that kind of thing with everything shut down and um, trying to find a, a time to, to schedule a pickup for food. And Folks just not knowing where to go. We had um, a lot of our food pantries across the region are, are managed by um, wonderful, caring, elderly people who just were not, it was not safe for them to have them open. So we had to work very quickly to establish a list, a good list of, of where food could be you know, accessed for folks. So um, food and hygiene were big, big pieces of that puzzle in the very beginning. Um, now we're kind of facing a situation across the region where um, rent and utilities are, are a challenge, um, trying to get people caught up on that and making sure that, that we're responding to it in a way that makes a big impact. And, and we're able to do that through partnerships with our, our agencies. So still working very hard um, related to COVID, uh, but at this point, it's kind of one day at a time. Yeah. So you you mentioned a lot of like individual instances of supporting people with dental needs and housing and after school care and mental health and things like that. Are, are people coming directly to United Way or you're learning of these needs through the other organizations that you're supporting? A lot of times how this works is that um, we do sometimes get direct calls. Uh, we historically, it's been, you know, we don't provide direct services. We do that through the investments that we make. 
through our donors and the agencies that are the experts at that and the boots on the ground are able to handle it. But mm-hmm. I'm really I'm really proud to say that when we do get a call in our office, we often look at it as this is an individual's last straw. You know, they've been um, through the ringer and they're they're desperate. And sometimes when that happens, we are able to navigate the system for them. And we pull out all the stops in order to give them a call back and say, this is who you need to call and they are going to help you. Nice. Um, and so we pride ourselves in that. Um, we do operate a, a hotline through our office through 211, which is a national hotline. Um, we answer calls for for mineral in Hampshire counties through that hotline. And so we're oftentimes navigating and and finding as much information as we can in West Virginia um, while also trying to, you know, stay on top of what what services and, and programs are available in Maryland. Um, but, you know, United Way is changing a little bit in the way that, that they do that we do our work and so direct services are not necessarily something that is is becoming out of the question anymore uh, we do operate uh, the dolly parton imagination library for allegheny county and that's a, a free book for children from birth to five years old they get an age-appropriate book every month so they build a library while they're while they're growing up and so we operate that program out of our office um, and, you know, we just we we take things as they come. They we sometimes we get some really unique issues that come our way, but we work our way through them. <laughs> of course, of course. Activities like that, like the the Dolly Parton piece or um, uh, any of the other, you know, education stuff, the bus kind of activities that you um, that you're a part of or that you put on, is there a way, how, how do people find out about those? How do, how do they know that that's happening next month or, you know, next week or, or whatever? We have a pretty substantial list of um, people that we've collected. We've mm-hmm. collected people um, <laughs> that, you know, we've, we've got their contact information. And so a lot of times if we need volunteers and, and we have something coming up, we will reach out through, through that listserv that we have developed. Right. And we also um, were very fortunate to have a good relationship with um, different radio stations that broadcast for us about, um, you know, do things just like I'm doing right now. They'll record um, public service announcements and, and, you know, radio programs for us to talk about kind of what we have coming up and, and both in the near future and in the distant future, um, just to prepare folks. But we do a lot on social media, um, specifically Facebook. We post a lot on there about, about events that we're having and volunteer opportunities. Um, but one of the biggest, I would say, ways that we, um, we get information out is through our agency partners and through our local business partners that, you know, have, have continued to, um, invite us in and, and be a part of their business and, and serve as one of their main, um, you know, philanthropic choices in the community. And so sharing that information with employers and, and allowing, um, we have a lot of employers in the area that, you know, First Tonight is one of them that is so gracious to um, give employees opportunities to volunteer their time when we need them. Yeah. 
Yeah, and we're we're happy to be a part of that. This uh, we have also have our, our annual uh, golf tournament uh, to really help raise some funds for for United Way as well. So we just finished that up. Uh, it was a little different this year <laughs> with with COVID, um, but we we managed to to help out there still too. So that's always yeah. fun to do. Yeah, it sounded like um, Janet pulled out all the stops to make that happen. I was, we were a little surprised that that she was able to do that, but was so so grateful that you know we had participants and and everything to to make that happen. Absolutely, she's a rock star. So, she is. Um, so how can uh, how can people get involved? Do they just reach out directly to you if they want to, or, or through your website if some if somebody wants to get involved and and help out or donate? Yeah, we have. Um, we just added on our website um, an opportunity for folks to sign up for our news, our news and information, which is that list I was talking about. Um, we don't send information out constantly. We're not. We're not trying to spam folks in email. But when we feel we have important information to share, we send it out through that. So that's a great way to to kind of um, stay in touch with what's going on. Definitely on Facebook, you can search us out at County United Way. Um, and we do have our website at cuw.org um, that has some information. So, and and of course, reaching out to our office is is one of the the best ways. If there's an immediate um, question or need, um, anybody can reach out anytime there. Excellent. All right. Well, Julie, thank you so much for joining me today. It's it's been such helpful information. I hope, I hope people, um, can, can take advantage of this and reach out and, and help out as much as they can. Cause especially in times like this, it's, we, we all need to help each other as much as we can. We do. And that's why we're here. Yeah. If any of our listeners have a question or want to learn more, what's the best way they can reach you? They can call our office at 301-722-2700. There's almost always somebody there. Excellent. All right. Well, we'll include that phone number as well as the website uh, in the show notes. And uh, and Julie, thanks again. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Well, that brings us to the end of our show. You can always find more episodes by visiting mybank.com slash podcast or find us on your favorite podcast app. And we're on basically every podcast app. So you could uh, find the one that works for you. Subscribe and give us a five star review so that other people can find this helpful content like Julie provided today. You can also leave feedback, ask questions, or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to podcast at mybank.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with more helpful content. But until then, we wish you the best in focusing on what matters most to you. Do I have enough money to retire? Is my family protected if something happens to me? Is my plan getting me where I'm going? Are you ready if I want to be a doctor? When it comes to money, we all have questions. That's why First United Wealth Management has a team of experts ready to listen and provide solutions. First United Wealth Management. First United, my bank for life. Member FDIC. This recording is for informational purposes only. Any references in this recording to any person, organization, product, or service does not constitute or imply the endorsement, recommendation, or affiliation with First United Bank and Trust. First United is not responsible for your use of the information mentioned within this podcast. Please consult legal or tax professionals for counsel as needed.